Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, it's me, Jenny, the maid in disguise. If you're wondering why a rich girl like me chose to be a maid, then it sounds like you haven't watched the dramatic episode one all about my turbulent time in this house. You should totally go and check it out. I had my dream acting role to get. So what better way to understand the mindset of a maid than to live the life of one? So that's why I'm here, working at the director Lucas's house. Unfortunately, it wasn't all smooth sailing as his spiteful daughter Lily found out my secret and now she was intent on making my life a misery. Jessie, Miss Hemingworth is asking for her tea. You see, I was already having a thousand things to take care of since tonight the director's throwing a party for the movie's crew. And still, Lily wouldn't give me a break with all of her annoying orders. As soon as I put the tea tray down in front of Lily, she looked at me disapprovingly, then took the dish towel from the tray and wiped the lipstick off my lips. Maids have no use for makeup, do they, Jessie? Or should I say... Jenny, are you trying to seduce my Jack? Stay away from him, else I'll make you pay for it. I leaned close to Lily's ear. Hate to break it to you, but Jack's the one who can't seem to stay away from me. Apparently, you aren't as attractive as a maid, huh? Furious, Lily knocked over the teacup, causing a few drops of hot water to splash onto my hand. Right at that moment... Jack passed by and rushed over to me. Are you okay? Let me look at that. I'm fine. Please go away. I don't want my mistress to misunderstand. Jack helped me up, then turned and gave Lily an opposing look. I... I didn't do anything. She's just faking it. Without letting her finish, he led me into his room. Gee, Lily sure looked mad about this. Ha! <laughs> I honestly wasn't that hurt, but Jack still gently took care of me. He even softly blew on my hand to help relieve the pain. Can't deny that I was a little moved by his gestures. Hmm, to be fair, he is handsome. It isn't a stretch that people call him the Adonis of showbiz. Suddenly, I noticed him meet my gaze. Oh no, had he noticed me staring at him? Why are you looking at me in that way? You're not even blinking. Then he leaned towards my face. Was he going to kiss me again? I quickly covered my mouth with my hand, and he just shook his head and laughed. 
What do you think I'm going to do, huh? I leaped up and raced out of there. Whoa, my heart has never pounded so fast. <sighs> I composed myself, then went downstairs to continue working. But, well, well, look who's here again. Surely Lily started to boss me around anew as soon as she saw my face. The night fell, the guests started to arrive, and so the party could finally get started. And while serving everyone drinks, I kept my ear open to catch all kinds of gossiping about the play. Meanwhile, Lily was practically glued to Jack's side. She clearly wanted everyone to think that they were an item. She waved me over, but as I neared her, I noticed her stick her foot out to trip me up. Okay, fine. If she wanted me to fall, then I'd fall. So I purposely fell and spilled red wine all over her beloved bespoke dress. She looked like she was going to internally explode, but I just apologized profusely as I helped her up. Lily got the hump, then went upstairs to change clothes. With her out of the way, Jack asked me if my hand was okay. Was he really worried about me? He gently held my hand to check, then even dusted off my clothes. I gave a shy smile and was about to thank him, but he had already turned away to greet Siren, this beautiful emerging actress. Unbelievable! As I watched him lead her over to the dance floor, I felt so foolish for ever believing a guy like him was capable of having sincere feelings. I angrily left when the housekeeper insisted I fetch more chairs for the guests. Ugh! Being a maid is really miserable. You don't even have time to be upset. As I hurried to the storage room, I saw Lily standing in front of the director's study room, looking sneaky. What was she doing? I cleared my throat, which startled her and caused her to drop her phone. Oh boy, when she spun around and saw me, she sure looked mad. She ordered me to carry her dress, but I told her that I had to finish the housekeeper's task first. Be quick. Meet me by the pool. Then she stormed off. Curious, I peeked through the gap into Lucas's office and saw Mrs. Sharma in there with him. Was Lily eavesdropping on them? After that, I had to carry the train of Lily's dress around the party. Indeed, a showy girl. But her plan to punish me wasn't working, as everyone seemed to pay more attention to me than to her. I even overheard some of them whisper that I was pretty, which made Lily screw her face up in annoyance. Then, when we were by the pool, she ordered me to fix her hair, but then she suddenly swung her hands out, which caused me to lose my balance. Panicked, I grabbed onto Lily's dress belt, and we both gave horrified looks as we fell head first into the pool. Lily intentionally pushed me for everyone to laugh at anyway, so fine, an eye for an eye. Seeing as Lily was like a buoyancy aid in that OTT dress, I pretended that I couldn't swim and clung to her, then pushed her head down several times. Suddenly, someone jumped into the pool and pulled me up. It was Jack. Hmm, for someone who can't swim, you sure don't seem that freaked out, huh? Next time, try acting more realistic. Jeez, Jack saw right through me. I shyly made an excuse to go change clothes and left. Thank goodness, that chaotic party was over. It was absolutely exhausting. Still, I couldn't stop thinking about Jack and how he always seemed to appear at the right moment. I suppose his actions really touched me, 
However, there's a chance that he was just using me to annoy Lily, right? She definitely wouldn't let me off this time. Speak of the devil. I forbid you from talking to Jack ever again. You've probably forgotten my warning. My dad's at home right now. Should I go talk to him? Do what you want, but I'm sure the press would love to see some unflattering photos of you. And do you remember how that one time you pretended to be sick in order to avoid participating in a charity program? You dare to sneakily take photos of me? You... you... It's you who went through my stuff first. I have no interest in Jack, but no way will I ever sit back and let you control me again. Okay, fine. As long as you don't hover around him, I'll leave you alone. Ah, my dad told you to bring him some tea into his working room, so better hurry up. Lucas wants to drink tea while working? Hmm, okay. I carried the tea tray upstairs and quickly hid in a room near his office. After a while, I saw Lily come up and put her ear close to the door, muttering. Why hasn't Dad yelled at her yet? Is she flirting with him again? This fox! Then she immediately flung the door open, thinking she's going to catch me red-handed. <laughs> you see, I know that Lucas only drank coffee while working, and also, he hated being disturbed. At this point, I slowly entered the room and saw him shouting at his beloved daughter. I already said that no one could enter this room without my permission. I pretended not to understand what was going on at that time and hurriedly placed the tea tray on the table. Sir, mistress ordered me to bring you some tea. Both of you get out! Now! Lily glared at me angrily and walked out. It serves her right for trying to get me into trouble. It's crazy how fast time flies. The last day of casting was the next day already. I stayed up late to practice some more, when suddenly Lily burst in and tore up my script. I forbid you to audition for this role! It'll be mine anyway, so just give up and save yourself the humiliation. Poof! What to do with this delusional girl? The next morning, I woke up early to get ready, but when I went to open my door, it wouldn't budge. Oh no, it was locked from the outside. Lily had to be behind this. I opened the window and peered down. Hmm, it wasn't too high, so I tied my clothes together into a rope to climb down. But halfway down, a shirt suddenly ripped and I fell. Into someone's arms. I scrambled to my feet and turned to see Jack. He was rubbing his arm while frowning at me. You love falling into my arms, don't you? I'm in a rush. I don't have time to argue with you. I grabbed my bag and was about to leave when an idea popped into my mind. Can you take me to the studio right away? Jack was a bit surprised at first, but he eventually agreed. I transformed while in the car. I took off my wig and brown contact lenses, put on some makeup, and voila! Beautiful Jenny was back. Jack couldn't help but gape at me in surprise. You... you... what's going on? But there was no time to explain. We'd already arrived at the studio. I hopped out of the car and hurried inside to audition. The director called my name at the exact moment I entered the set. I quickly regained my composure. And stepped onto the stage where Mrs. Sharma was already waiting. I told myself I wouldn't let her frazzle me this time. 
As expected, she tried to throw me off by changing the situation and dialogue, but I took inspiration from my difficult times being Lily's maid and performed my heart out. When I finished, the whole film set started to applaud. Some of them even had teary eyes, which made me burst with happiness. After a while of discussion, the director stood up and was about to announce the results when Lily suddenly appeared. She turned on the projector and asked everyone to watch an important video. Is she trying to expose me right now? But, oh, it was a video of Mrs. Sharma talking to the director. Jenny Sinclair is my daughter. I only want the best for her. Please accept my request. Oh my gosh. So, the rumor about my mom being a famous actress is true. It was Mrs. Sharma who chose her career over me. I fell to my knees and looked at Mrs. Sharma, whose eyes were full of guilt. Everybody took out their phones to take pictures and videos. My ears were ringing, hearing thousands of questions buzzing around. Suddenly, the light went out. In the dark, a hand pulled me out of the crowd. It was Jack. He put his jacket over me and then secretly took me to the car. Jack drove for an hour to a deserted beach. The two of us sat on the sand and stared out at the sea. Suddenly, Jack turned to face me and took my hand in his. If you've decided to become an actress, having to face the public backlash over a rumor, whether it's the truth or not, is unavoidable. No matter what everyone says, you just need to stay true to yourself and believe in the rightful things you did. I smiled slightly at Jack. It turned out that behind this scandalous bad boy image was actually a really brave guy who had been through a lot in this tough industry. Jack took me home after sunset, and as soon as I reached the front porch, I heard quarreling. So I slowly opened the door, kept my ear to the ground, and gently peeked into the living room. Oh my god, Mrs. Sharma is here? Why did you leave her for 18 years? Then come back and mess things up like that. You know very well that I did no such thing. You're the one who prevented me from seeing her. I've always watched Jenny from afar. There's not a single photo of her that I don't keep. If you love her, why did you drag her into acting? You want her to have a suffocating life, always being watched by thousands of people, not having a single day of freedom like you? Meanwhile, I can provide her with a comfortable, pressure-free life. I don't want her to be an actress either. I was the one who asked the director not to give her the lead role. I also want her to have a peaceful life. So I've tried everything in my capability to make her fail the casting. Unbelievable. So that's the truth? Dad, why did you hide Mum away from me? Do you know how much it sucked not having a mom? Jenny, why are you here? Just hear me out. I don't want to hear anything. Jenny, let me explain. Miss Sharma, acting is my passion. You abandoned me to chase yours, but now you want to forbid mine? How ridiculous! Both of you keep saying you're doing what's best for me, but have you ever asked me how I feel? I hate you both! I ran to my room, slammed the door, then cried my eyes out until I fell asleep. When I woke up, I saw a bunch of notifications on my phone. Turns out Miss Sharma went live and publicized her side of the story. The article showed the room full of my pictures from baby to grown-up. She talked about how when she divorced my dad, 
even though she loved me dearly, she thought he'd be able to provide me with a better life, so she gave him full custody. So, it turns out I do have a famous actress mom, and she does love me. I guess it must have been hard for mom, and she must have suffered a lot, too. Looking at the pictures of my childhood preserved by her, tears welled up in my eyes. At that moment, my maid rushed in. Miss, congratulations! They picked you! The maid showed me the phone screen. In front of me was an article titled, Jenny Sinclair Chosen as the Servant's Leading Lady. I rubbed my eyes in disbelief. This is real, right? It's real, miss. Look, even your casting clip has reached millions of likes, and the comments are full of praise for your method acting. Everyone supports you. I jumped up and hugged my maid, tears streaming down my face. Finally, I've achieved my dream. So, what now? Well, as you can see, I made it. This is the movie premiere. I'm here with my mom. She accompanied me on set and taught me a lot. Suddenly, a firm hand wrapped around my waist from behind. It was Jack. He's always playfully sweet like that. The three of us posed for photos and greeted our fans. The media these days keeps shipping me with Jack. They say we're a case of on-screen romance turning into real-life lovers. But, hmm, that's not quite right, seeing as we actually fell in love before filming even started. <laughs> oh, that person over there. Is that really my dad? Oh my, today is indeed the happiest day of my life. Having dad's support for my passion like this means everything to me. I'm well on my way to becoming an excellent actress like my mom. Or, who knows, maybe even better. This was my first ever day at high school. And, naturally, I'm owning it. I mean, who wouldn't want to befriend someone as beautiful and friendly as me? By lunchtime... I already had loads of new friends, and everyone flocked around me to hear stories about my amazing life. I soon became super popular at school. I was the gorgeous, enchanting blonde beauty. Do you know what the best part was? Boys started noticing me too. Even the captain of the basketball team, Mitch, took a liking to me. It makes sense. I mean, obviously, the best-looking boy in the school is going to be interested in the best-looking girl. And guess what? He's following me on my way home right now. Stalking me much, huh? Just wait for it. It seemed like my new life here in this school was going to be awesome. Well, well, Mandy. That was not an easy question, but you answered it perfectly. Great work. See? I'm not just a pretty face. I'm also one of the smartest students in the school. My admirers grew and grew. It seemed like everyone wanted to spend time with someone as perfect as me. Here, I was telling my new friends about how at first, people sometimes misjudge me, as I come from a well-educated and extremely successful family. My parents are super wealthy individuals who encourage me to always be the best version of myself and strive hard to never let them down. Hey, Mandy... Pardon me, but how come you never wear designer clothes or use anything expensive? She looked down at my tatty-looking sneakers. I see why it might seem a little peculiar, but you see, I dress this way because my parents value the importance of being humble. That's also how I live. 
goodness is better than beauty, right? Then I pulled out my phone and showed them the grades from my last school. Everyone gasped at me for being so excellent. I was loved, admired, adored. But of course, being this amazing meant that there's just gotta be quite a few kids being jealous of me. I mean, I suppose I couldn't blame them. After all, I dazzled like a diamond while they were just dull and ordinary. One time after an exam, as soon as the teacher left, this girl called Layla stood up and said, Mandy cheated. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it too. She checked her phone during the exam. Everyone was gasping in shock. Right at that moment, the class president, Marshall, shouted, Hey, he quit it. We all know Mandy's a great student. There's no way she cheated. Huh, that's what I'm talking about. Layla and Susan must be bursting with envy that their petty plan to ruin me didn't work. And the class president, hmm, he came out of nowhere to protect me. He must be another one of my many admirers. But sorry, Marshall, I'm way out of your league. A girl like me needed a handsome, rich, mature kind of guy. These boys at school are cute, but they're just boys. They're beneath me. One time I was in a rush and didn't have time to search my locker, so I accidentally took the wrong textbook with me to class. Seeing my mistake, Layla and Susan immediately jumped in. Uh-oh, what's this? We thought Miss Perfection here never messed anything up. I didn't even have a chance to say anything, as this Beth girl spoke up. He cut it out. Who doesn't make mistakes once in a while, huh? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here, you can share mine. Oh, wow. This girl was kind of nice. It was good to have an ally to deal with Layla and Susan. So at lunchtime, I joined Beth's table. We started chatting and she was clearly fascinated by how amazing my life was. Great, now I had a faithful sidekick. <laughs> hey Beth, help me do the homework for today, okay? Uh, again? I have to attend a very important party with my parents tonight. There will be politicians and plutocrats. I won't have time to do homework. Now I have to go home early to get dressed and do my makeup. Bye! I didn't need to turn around to see her funny, bewildered face. She looked like that every time I asked her to do my homework. But it was worth it. Right, Beth? She got to hang out with the hottest prodigy in school. Me! So a little bit of extra homework was a small price to pay for such a privilege. You know, to me, that homework was nothing. 
I just didn't have time for it. I had to admit that having Beth around was very convenient. She made sure my grades stayed top of the class, leaving me time to play polo, go to the golf club, and attend charity functions with my parents. She also let me borrow her dresses, bags, makeup, and this super cute pair of high heels. My friends admired me, strangers idolized me, my teachers adored me, and I had a wonderful loyal best friend. Life was perfect. Until one day, as I was shimmying along the hallway, I noticed something odd. People weren't giving me their usual looks of adoration. Instead, they were turning their noses up at me. Huh? What was happening? Hey Beth, do you know what's going on? People are acting really weird. She just shrugged. I don't know. Let's see. I tried to tell myself that it was no big deal, but I couldn't shake off the feeling that something was wrong. Then later that day, my worst fears were confirmed. As I entered the classroom, Marshall came over to me and waved his phone in my face. Good game, Miss Perfect. Turns out you're just a big fat liar. I looked at his phone and saw a long post with a lot of photos attached. There's a big title saying, The Truth About Mandy the Liar, and each photo came with a caption. Mandy's house is actually very ordinary. She lives with her grandparents. There are no luxurious mansions or wealthy parents. When Mandy just came to the school, she made friends with everyone, bragging about her fame, fortune, and popularity. I don't know who she is. So what if we just shared the same path to the bus stop? Who said that I intend to get acquainted with her? Her transcript from her old school isn't even hers. She's just photoshopped her name on it. Every time she stood up to answer a question or take a test, she cheated, so she got a good grade. God, all this? How did they know? It felt like my heart had lodged in my throat, and my mind was spinning. My eyes blurred when I saw Layla and Susan approaching me. I stared at them in shock. Mandy, honestly, we don't hate you. It's just that we realized your stories were ridiculous. So we decided to find out the truth. That's right. But you sure did cover your tracks. We couldn't find a thing. Hang on. So who found these pieces of evidence? I did! Right at that moment, my so-called best friend appeared, followed by the homeroom teacher. Mandy, I know you think I'm some desperate wannabe you can control, but no! I soon worked out that everything you said was a lie, so I gathered evidence to prove it. Everyone was gawping at me with disappointment. I felt completely overwhelmed by the situation. This couldn't actually be happening. I pinched my arm. Ouch! It was as painful and as real as what was going down before my eyes right now. Beth continued. It's not good for you to live a lie like this. Who even are you? Ah! Reality images started flooding into my mind, making my brain feel like it was going to explode. I grabbed my head and ran out of the classroom. When I opened my eyes, I found myself in the hospital. The homeroom teacher was sitting next to me, and my grandparents were also there. They all looked very disappointed. Mandy? The principal was very angry and was about to expel you. But it was Beth and her friends who convinced him to let you stay. What? Beth? But she was the one who exposed me. 
Noticing my surprise, the teacher continued. After seeing your reaction, Beth realized that perhaps you had a psychological problem, so she convinced us to help bring you to the hospital for diagnosis. I looked up at my grandparents. They were all in tears. Unexpectedly, I burst out crying. I longed so much to have a dream life full of fame, riches, and admirers that I drew a vision for myself in another reality. I was so absorbed in that illusory scenario that I forgot my own reality. This was last month, and I'm currently on medication for my delusions, and I'm also seeing a therapist. Right now, I'm on my way to see Beth, Layla, Susan, and Marshall. No, I'm not making it up. I really am meeting them. Oh gosh, there they are. This is scary, but it's something I've got to do. So I took a deep breath, then taking my therapist's advice, I spoke from the heart. Hi guys, thanks for coming. Firstly, I want to apologize for lying. The truth is, I've lived the lie so much that I could no longer distinguish what was real and what wasn't. My therapist helped me see that this all began after I lost my parents. Part of my subconscious craved for this dream life so badly that I created a new one. This way I didn't have to accept the truth, which is that my parents have passed away and I live with my dirt-poor grandparents. When I finished talking, I looked at them, half expecting them to shout at me or something, but instead, Beth smiled at me and said, It took a lot of guts to come here and say that. I'm sorry too. I shouldn't have outed you like that but I didn't know you were ill. Same. I'm proud of you. Me too. Me three. Now, when are we going to order cake? <laughs> <laughs> so, what now? Well, I'm still taking my medication and talking to my therapist. I can now tell the difference between the make-believe and reality. Also, I'm back at school, and my teachers and classmates have all been really welcoming. Better still, I now have some awesome friends who like me for me. And you know what? It turns out that living in reality isn't actually so bad after all. Ew, there's a fly in my drink. That's so gross. I'm not paying for this. The kid shoved the cup of lemonade in my hand, then ran away. I just saw you drop it in, and it's not even a real fly. Hey, stop! I shouted after him, but it was too late. He'd gone, and now so had the rest of my customers. Dang it, that was the third time this week, and I knew exactly who was behind this. Michael! I glared over the fence, then charged towards his lemonade stand. Seeing his fake grin, I got even more furious that I poured the cup of lemonade over his sneakers, snatched a dollar bill out of his hand, and then walked off. You see, I'm Amy, and I'm the kind of girl who knows what she wants and gets what she wants. And what I want is for Mike to admit defeat and stop messing with my business. Ugh! I've been on this mission for the past ten years. I kid you not, it's a literal war between us. It's not fun and games at all especially now that we have our parents involved in this. You see, my parents and his parents are best friends. In fact, they're so close 
that I'm pretty sure back in the day, our moms planned their pregnancies together. So me and Mike were born only a week apart. And of course, I was born before him. So there's that. I've won right from the first round. In your face, Mikey. But even worse than the joint birthday parties, shared vacations, and being classmates with him for over a dozen years, I have to live next door to him too. Yep, our parents deliberately moved in next door as they thought raising us together would be fun. They dreamed of us being the best of friends like them. Ugh, no chance. Instead, our disliking for each other began at an early age. Whenever Mike came over, he would throw my Barbie dolls across the room, cut the hair off of them, or wrap my dollhouse in toilet paper. So I retaliated by turning his room into a Lego minefield. Ha! And then I drew flowers on his stupid face while he was napping. Our parents put this down to the cute little things kids did, but nothing about this was cute. This meant war. Our feud heated up once we started to go to school. Everything was a contest between us, from grades, school activities, and even just for the window seat on the school bus. Once, before the summer holidays started, our teachers suggested that over the break, we could have fun helping out our parents with some useful activities, like making homemade goods and selling them in our front yard. Upon hearing that, I caught Mike's challenging look and knew that this meant one thing. Okay then, game on. On the first day, I got up early to set up my lemonade stand out in my front yard. But then I looked to my left and guess what I saw in dear Mikey's yard? Yep, a lemonade stand. Ooh, why did he have to be such a copycat? We both seemed to attract lots of customers, but I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like he was selling more than me. So over the summer, I used my profits to upgrade my lemonade stand little by little, with eye-catching decorations, promotions, and I even added lemon snow cones to my menu. Finally, my queue seemed notably longer than Mike's. The snow cones were doing the trick. But then, a loudspeaker sounded out from next door. Come and try my new iced tea, handmade using my secret recipe. Try it today at an introductory half-price offer. To my utter dismay, most of the people in my queue left and went over to Mike's stand. Oof, the sneak. Then worse, he started blasting out catchy tunes to catch people's attention. That summer ended, but it had kick-started the entrepreneur dreams in our little hearts. So throughout the next summer breaks, we continued to grow our businesses. I expanded my stand to sell a selection of drinks, snacks, and fast foods, with delivery service too. Once, with my friend's help, we even included a car washing service. Another time, we opened a little creche in our garden so busy parents could drop their kids off for a couple of hours and also grab a drink to go while they were there. Sounds good, right? But you know what? Whatever I sold, whatever I did, a couple of days later, Mike went and did the exact same thing. And then he had the cheek to accuse me of copying his ideas. Ugh! He was so annoying. Anyway, now at 17, what started out as a fun hobby expanded so much that I opened a mini diner in my garage. At first, it just made sense, as it meant I had customers regardless of the weather. Plus, 
There were also a few tables outside, and not to brag, but the seats were rarely empty. But then, of course, you guessed it. Mike went and turned his garage into a mini diner, too. Oof! Our diners became well-known hotspots in our neighborhood, and they proved so popular that our parents continued to run them all year round. I was mad that whatever I did, Mike went and did it too. Then, to bug me further, he sent his friends around on a Saturday, and they just sat there taking up all of the seats, while only ordering Cokes. So, I sent my friend Cynthia around to his diner, and she pretended to have food poisoning after eating their food. Then she proceeded to fake gag and ran to the restroom back and forth until the customers all freaked out and left. But then he started to spread negative feedback about our place on the internet. And I did the same in return. Ugh, there's no ending to this fight ever. But I will never back down. I knew Mike had a huge crush on this Stacy girl in his science class. And one time after school, I saw him leading her into his house probably to bore her senseless bragging about his lousy business again. So I quickly put on makeup and changed into a cute dress. It's showtime, baby. I went over to Mike's house right on time to see him serve Stacy some of his restaurant signature dishes. I put on an act and jumped on him. You're cheating on me with this girl? She has nothing on me. How could you? I continued to make a scene pulling on Mike's hair and screaming until Stacy looked super awkward and made an excuse to leave. Result! But uh-oh, Mike didn't seem to see the funny side of this. I'd actually never seen him look this mad before. His ears went bright red, then he shouted at me, Amy, competition or not, have I ever interfered in your private life? You've crossed the line this time. He knocked over the drink he'd made for Stacy, then sneered as he walked away. Seeing as you let yourself in, you can let yourself out. So, seemed like I'd won this round, but why didn't it feel good at all? And more like, embarrassing? After that, Mike wouldn't even look me in the eye. Whatever. I mean, he would soon mellow down and mess with my business again anyway. Right? Then one day after school... I arrived home to find my parents sitting with some strange, professional-looking man. They called me over to join them, then the man told me how he wanted to open a well-known fast-food franchise in the neighborhood. Upon seeing me looking not really interested in what he was saying, he snidely remarked, Come on, you get what I mean. It'd be ridiculous to have three fast-food restaurants all in the same place, right? And let's face it, yours is just some fun little kitty's hobby which will never go anywhere. Take this. He held out an envelope. And go focus on your grades. Just leave business to the adults. Furious, I snatched the envelope off of him. Yep, it was full of dollar bills. How dare he try and bribe me? What a jerk. So I threw it back at him, then stormed off. Think about it, Amy. The man shouted after me. Don't go making a decision you'll come to regret. The next day, when I arrived home from school, the man was sitting in my diner eating my awesome pancakes. Ugh, why couldn't he get the hint? I stormed over and told him to leave. He grinned at me, then said, Hmm, these are good. You know, I think there's room for both of our businesses. All you have to do is take some items off your menu. He gestured to the pancakes. And... 
spread some rumors about Mike's diner's hygiene not being up to scratch to close it down, and I'll let you keep your diner. Seeing my confused look, he added another push. I'm only telling you this because I know you're a smart girl. Smarter than that boy. So, choose wisely. Well, that's true. I am smarter than Mike. But this was crazy. I spent all evening considering it. I mean, there's no way I could compete against a big-name franchise. But this way, I stood some sort of a chance, right? But as annoying as Mike was, could I really do this to him? At 2 a.m., I sat up in bed, still so torn about this all. I rushed next door and threw a stone at Mike's window. The light in his room turned on right away. Obviously, he was having a sleepless night too. He looked out and saw me, then he joined me on the porch, and we sat there in silence for a good while. Then he spoke up. Ames, your pancake tower is amazing. Really? Sighing, I replied. Honestly, I drool just thinking about your double-deck burger. But if we don't take those dishes off our menus, I think that man will find a way to close us down. He shook his head. Well, the Ames I know wouldn't quit that easily, right? I let out another long sigh. Yeah, but this is different. They're a big-name franchise. Our small little dining wouldn't be able to hold up for long. Sooner or later... Then we fell back into this despairing silence. I say we can do it. We can do it together. Mike suddenly stood up and pointed at our houses. We have plenty of space to open up one big diner. <laughs> what do you say? Me and him working together? Would that ever work? But, well, nothing's impossible for big girl Amy. I grinned at him. Bring it on. Let's fight till our last breath. So the very next day, we joined forces and started preparing for the opening of the joint diner. Naturally, our parents were, of course, thrilled with the idea. They happily broke down the fences and even built a joint corridor to connect our houses together. We're now officially registered as one business and have all of our food, safety, and hygiene certificates. You know, the boring but official stuff. As for the franchise man, it turns out people in town are loyal to us. So when the story of his dirty trick spread out, everyone said they'd boycott his restaurant if he ever opened it. So we never heard from him again. Huh, that's karma for you. And what happened next? Well, Mike and I are still running our business together. And it's going pretty well so far. It's a real family affair, with everyone helping out. Actually, it turns out running our own business together is far more fun than competing against each other. Maybe Mike isn't as bad as I always made him out to be. And sometimes, I still claim myself to be his girlfriend when I catch a girl lurking around him. I guess he should learn to get used to having only one girl in his life. And thinking about it, I suppose that's always been me. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.